And welcome back to the Cube Command Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Savoya, and this episode will be dedicated to my Crash Bandicoot and Saint Trilogy review. I said before in my unboxing video that I would do a full review on the podcast after making it, um, and after also playing it, because I want to get a lot of gameplay in before I actually start the review. But it is time for my review, and just a heads up, I will probably repeat a lot of the stuff that I said in the impressions video, because I thought I should keep all my thoughts collected. And also those thoughts are, are worth repeating since there are big points about the game that I really want to take notice of in my review. So Activision recently released the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, which is a uh, remake of the first three original Crash Bandicoot games for the PlayStation 1. They had the developer Vicarious Visions be the ones to actually uh, make the remake. And one thing that's interesting is that it, it's a full-out, a full-scale remake where they recreated the entire engine and they recreated all the levels from scratch and by using the plans and like kind of the blueprints and looking at the coding for the original ones and they recreated all the levels which is really impressive to do especially with an elaborate platformer like Crash not only did they remake the first one but they remade all three of the originals so that's Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot 2, Scortex Strikes Back and Crash Bandicoot Warped which is the third game now right off the bat, when you start up the game, you can tell that the graphics look amazing. It's a huge upgrade from the the low polygon versions of the originals, which actually look good for uh, PlayStation 1 games, but in this HD remake, they look even better than you would have imagined it. The lighting is great. Um, it really uh, makes the bright colors like Crash's fur and like the, the green forest and stuff, all of it like, pops out with the, uh, the lighting they have and the colors they choose to use when uh, making the stages and the characters. And the models themselves are really accurate to how uh, the original designs for the characters were, but they also kind of like upgraded where they look, I guess, more modern, but it doesn't stray from the original style. It upgrades the original style to make it look sharper and more realistic. So you can actually see the, the fur texture on Crash now, and you can tell he's got like his belt or his uh, little rope belt. You can see like the knot on there. And you can count the straps on his shoes, and it all just looks really good. And the effects are great, like the uh, the Aku Aku effects and all the uh, the running effects, like the the kicking up the dust when you run. All that is great. There's is really fine attention to detail when making even the smallest animations for this game. And like I said, it's a good mix of uh, cartoony animations and a cartoony style, uh, but also with a realistic style. Like you, most of the set pieces. Um, are realistic, but then the character models are the really exaggerated cartoony types, which also have really detailed textures, which I think is makes for an interesting match, but it also works, especially in the Crash Bandicoot universe. Now, um, we know it looks good, but looks aren't everything. Uh, the biggest part about it is how does the game control? Well, I, I'd say the controls are great. That's the thing. The controls are really tight. Crash, he feels heavier, I guess. Heavier than what you would expect. It's a good it's a good weight. It doesn't throw you off too much. It might take a little bit to get used to if you're really used to the originals. But um, he has a weight that's just right for making like tight platforming to you know jump on boxes and jump on platforms. He does fall fast though, so um, beware bottomless pits. Um, I always get like that weird 
knot in my stomach in Crash 1 when I remember I don't have the slide jump and I have to go to like a bottomless pit that, that's really tight and you have to make sure you press the jump right at the edge of it. Um, in terms of controls, Crash, not only does he have the D-pad for a classic feel, but you can also use the analog stick, which is something that wasn't in the originals. He, he really does feel great with an analog stick. Um, like, he turns perfectly, he's not like he, he kind of slips around, he turns tightly, like, exactly how you are controlling with the analog stick, and uh, with the D-pad, of course, he feels great. One thing I noticed is that um, with Crash 1, you really only want to use the D-pad. That's something I noticed. It's it's very difficult to use the analog stick in Crash 1, uh, especially since a lot of it um, is 2D, um, and then there's also like the uh, the really uh, tight sections at smaller stages that require more linear travel. Uh, it's something that, that really um, demands the D-pad, but actually I found with uh, Crash 2 and 3, I actually used the analog stick more than D-pad because the stages were wider and uh, more spacious. And of course, you also have the slide jump, and I feel like uh, correcting your jump or repositioning yourself for a slide jump and um, aiming your attacks and maneuvering around the larger stages, uh, I feel like the analog stick worked a lot better in that regard. It's just, I don't know, just something I noticed. It's it's kind of weird, especially since uh, Crash 2 and 3 are the ones that really started using the vehicles. Um, of course, Crash 1, I don't... Yeah, did I have vehicles? I don't remember. I know it had... Uh, had the the hog I, I can't i don't think it had vehicles now that i remember i never grew up with the um with crash one uh, not even crash two i did do a full playthrough of the first game on uh, the remake i did try a little bit of three but i'm currently playing two right now but the important thing is that i tried out all three games but anyway oh yeah the animals uh each animal does feel unique um they they kept it like the controls are a one-to-one ratio with crash and with the animals and the vehicles of course, I haven't heard bad things about the jet ski level in Crash 3 with Coco. Um, I haven't tried it, actually, but I'm, I'm really apprehensive. Because I remember really liking that level when I was younger. And I really hope they didn't botch up in the remake. But um, uh, as far as the other vehicles go, yeah, the jetpack is still a pain to control. The polar bear feels good, actually. It feels really satisfying to go through a really narrow platforming section or um, ice section with the polar bear and make it through. Really, the analog stick is what you want to use for that. But the animals, yeah, each animal feels different. The, each of the vehicles all different. Um, I really wish they had uh, actually changed the uh, the jetpack section. I know that's the the whole level is built around the control about the jetpack, and most of the challenge of that level is working uh, against the controls of the jetpack. But I really wish that maybe they had. I don't know. I can't really think of any way they could change the controls to keep the challenge and still make it fun to maneuver those levels are just a pain in general um i guess they can give it a pass for that it was in the original and it's in the remake or whatever but it's just not my favorite part of the uh of the games is the jetpack levels but anyway uh when controlling your character uh the animations they have are really smooth they have a squatch and stretch effect that really gives it that cartoony feel the crash series is known for and uh, the death animations are also really funny. They they kept it faithful and kept it in the spirit of Crash. And uh, there's a lo- there's a huge variety of them too. Like you can turn to an angel, you can freeze to death, you can burn up, uh, get squashed, fall down bottomless pits. You know, it's so much stuff. Still, you don't want to die, but when you do die, it's still funny to look at the animations. So um, with the uh, the new controls, also brings to attention that the game is very hard. Yeah, it's it's not Dark Souls of platformers, like people have been saying. It's it's not. 
it, it's not too bad. It, people exaggerate when they say it's the Dark Souls of platformers. Like, yeah, Crash 1 was still, uh, some levels in that were a pain to go through, but it didn't feel impossible. It felt like they give you the tools you need to do it, and it's just a matter of uh, memorizing the stage layout. But yes, it is difficult. It's challenging, and that's that's a good thing. Games should be challenging. Too many games hold your hand now. Uh, Crash just kind of gives you the layout, like the rundown of the controls, and then throws you into it, which isn't a bad thing. That's how they did it back then, and he was popular back then, and it had to, that's how they did it now in the remake. They really nailed the challenge of it because, like I said, they, they they're doing a one to one of the the stages and it really shows how well they did the controls too and remade the controls if you're able to just as easily maneuver through the original stages that were used with the original blueprints and coding with the new controls they made that being said uh there's every level it's never a cakewalk you might find yourself dying even in the first level it's still doable and the challenge is what makes this game fun uh i, I can't imagine going through this game like making it super easy if this game was really easy and they held your hand the entire time, it, it just, I, I feel like it wouldn't be worth it. It wouldn't be fun. But the challenge they throw at you and the unexpected twists and turns they throw at you and the ways they try to trip you up, the, the satisfaction of going through a long section after you tried so many times and you finally made it through, that's really the big payoff of this game is that it's, it's a challenge, but it's also fun to play through. It's not like, it's not like playing through it is a chore. And like I said, I'm not I'm not fond of a lot of the levels in the first game. That's purely my taste. I had a lot of fun playing through them, but ultimately I would say that they're not my favorite levels in the series compared to two and three. But um, I did enjoy playing. Th- it's still like it's still fun to play it. I guess his controls are so good and the uh, everything looks great. And the game is built around the challenge. That being said, the the only levels I can actually say with certainty that I do not enjoy playing are the uh, the B levels in Crash 2. I just, I don't, I don't know, it's just just with those levels, with the, uh, it's a combination of like accidentally digging when you don't want to, and like the, the, the lumberjacks with the hammers that rush at you really fast, and then the, also of course, the bees that rush at you, you can't see coming from you from, bo- from the bottom of the screen. And uh, you can only spin away like two of them at a time. That that really grinds my gears. Like I can't go by um, a beehive without getting hit at least once, um, unless there's like a area where I can dig to escape, or if I just uh, slide jump uh, the entire way through and pray that I never get hit. Those levels I, they they weren't they're not fun to me. That's it, of course that's that's the only one I guess where that's. That's the that's the only kind of level where I didn't have fun. Even the jetpack levels, I don't like them. I don't like how the jetpack controls, but it's never like it's it's never it never throws cheap shots at you like the bees. Um, the controls are terrible, but um, the level design isn't that bad actually. It's still doable. It's controls that are really going to mess you up. But okay, moving on. One mechanic I do not like that again was in the first game. A lot of the problems I mentioned in this game, they're problems that were relevant in the original. So obviously from a stage design standpoint a lot of these problems can't be fixed because you can't redo an entire level in a remake but i will say that one of the features that i don't like is when you're trying to get the box gems and there's branching pathways and you're forced to go backtrack in a, another pathway you didn't choose to get the boxes so you can get that box gem i don't know it just seems tedious to me trying to having to go backwards um, go towards the bottom of the screen. It just it throws me off, and it's just it's just tedious, and I, it's something I I didn't really like. But that said, it doesn't break the game for me. It's just it's just a little nitpick I have. Yeah, but it's not like you have to do it. 
it's their box gems they're for 100 percent completion but to complete the main story the main campaign and reach other levels it's not necessary to get all the the box gems it's just i like collecting things in games so obviously that's going to be a problem for me but um for those of you that aren't going for 100 percent completion it's it shouldn't be a problem and when controlling levels uh the dualshock 4 is just perfect they like i i know it's the the originals are on the dualshock the original playstation controller but the DualShock 4 feels great with this game. The analog stick, it feels like it was meant for this game. I, like, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's just me just being so happy that they changed the DualShock from the PS3 to the PS4, uh, the analog stick specifically. The, the game feels great with the uh, the analog stick, and especially since the D-pad is up there and you you will primarily be using the, the D-pad with Crash 1, it all feels just so good. And one thing they added to this game is Coco Bandicoot. You can play as her now. Um, I think once you get to Papu Papu in the first game, you can add her. And then um, when you get to the uh, the second room in uh, Crash 2, you can add her. And uh, uh, from the start of the game, you can add her in Crash 3. She operates exactly the same as Crash. She's just she's just a palette swap. That's what she is. Um, of course, she's she's got hair more hair than crash does and i don't think actually that i don't think that adds to her hitbox at all i think i'm pretty sure that's the same hitbox because i remember coco's hair clipping through walls all the time but <laughs> um but yeah they have the same hitbox and they control the exactly the same uh, she's got a fallout spin a full stomp she has a slide jump um she's got all that great stuff it's cool that they found something to add that's really significant but doesn't really change the game at all i really think that's cool that they had a palette swap for those that are get kind of tired of crash all the time and um that also brings me to my next point which is the voice actors now they don't they didn't reuse the original voice clips because that would be weird they had the current voice actors which have been voicing them since i think twin sanity when case of coco's voice actors um i think she's been doing it since rat the cortex or is it uh one of the racing games i don't i don't remember i never memorized the crash a timeline, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, Coco's voice actress does a great job. Jess Harnell also does great as Crash. Like, he's almost indistinguishable. Like, his woe is almost identical to the original one. But Crash doesn't really talk that much, so I don't really think uh, uh, having a different voice actor for Crash is that big of a deal. And one thing the community has split over is uh, Lex Lang versus Clancy Brown for uh, Dr. Neo Cortex. And I honestly think Lex Lang, I, I honestly prefer him. Because I I just feel like he brings he brings out the more comedic side in Cortex, but I also feel like he he really does great when he does the devious and nefarious tone for Cortex. But he also does a great uh, comedic Cortex with the the inflections and the way he voices him and says his lines. Clancy Brown, yeah, he was great for an intimidating Cortex, but I didn't feel like there's much else to it. Yeah, Clancy Brown's a great voice actor, but I just think for Cortex. I, I prefer Lex Lang, because the Crash series never really took itself that seriously anyway. I just think a villain that really capitalizes on the humor of the series is the best fit. Also, Aku Aku's voice actor nailed it too. So one thing about the mechanics I want to discuss, they kept in all the secrets from the old games. Like, you really have to dig and guess to find a lot of them, especially in Crash 1. Well, not just in Crash 1, in Crash 2 also. When you're trying to find the uh, secret warp points back to the warp room, so you can do the, uh, the secret hidden parts of levels, uh... It's really satisfying when you see when you find one on your own. You're like, hey, look at this. Um, but in the case of a lot of them, you might want to look up a guide. Um, since they are in the originals, there's bound to be numerous, countless guides out there. But if you don't want that and you, you you're kind of person that wants to find secrets on their own, go ahead. 
Um, this is the kind of game that really uh, uh, hides their secrets and wants you to find them, especially in a game where uh, the levels are really limited. It's not it's not open world. It's not wide-spanning levels either. It's pretty condensed levels, but they just done such a good job of hiding them, like, especially in places where you wouldn't expect, like a bottomless pit, jump down there and find a bonus level. That's, that's really creative. Of course, that was in the first game. Uh, kudos to you, original game developers. But um, they they remember to keep in all this stuff. So everything you experienced back then, you'll be going through now. So that's all I really have to say for the game. Um, it should be $39.99, which is $40, retail and online. For Crash fans, it is worth every single penny. Um, I remember when I bought it for $40. I'm like, yeah, $40 is a bit much, isn't it? Um, I'm going to buy it anyway, but I really should have probably waited till the price dropped. But then when I started playing it, I was like, okay, never mind. This is worth it. Like, this game is spectacular. Really, looking back, I'm glad I got it now because I wouldn't have wanted to wait um, until a price drop. I, I'm really glad I, I went for it now. And I'm also glad that it wasn't $60 like a lot of other uh, big games that come out. If you're not a fan of Crash Bandicoot, but you are a fan of platformers, it's still a good purchase. They really nail the platforming in, in this game. Platforming fans will love it. But um, if you're not a fan of uh, platforming, and if you're not a Crash fan, and you're still apprehensive, maybe this is the thing that'll get you into the series, I'd say maybe wait a bit. I don't know. If, if you really like the trailers um, and you buy the game... Um, I'm really, I really think you'll get sucked into it and you'll really like it and think it's worth it. But for those of you that aren't platforming fans and trailers don't really catch your eye, but people are saying good things about it and you might want to pick it up, you might want to wait for a price drop. I don't know. All it, it really comes down to is preference. So I can't really say All I can say is that it is a good game. And in, in my opinion, as a Crash fan and as a platforming fan, it is worth the $40. Um, it's an amazing remake and, and a great game in general. If you didn't like the difficulty of the original games, don't expect it to change anything up. Uh, it keeps all that intact. But if you love a challenge, go for it. I really think more games should be challenging. This is the best way to experience the uh, the original games. It's the most accessible. It has all three of them in one. And it looks fantastic and it plays fantastic. All those points I said before. So that is my review of Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Fantastic game. Worth it. But I, I do know the people involved with uh, Insane Trilogy did say that if it does well, and it does well uh, market-wise, and it sells a lot of copies, then they will consider uh, continuing the series. And from the looks of it, it's going to happen. This this game has been topping all the, the sales and all the sales charts, and, and it has blown up completely. It's a huge success. And I really hope maybe we'll get more remakes out of it. I really want a Crash Team Racing uh, remake, because I really loved that growing up. And something to look forward to would potentially new classic style games because it's selling well and they said if it's selling well then we'll make more uh, that's that's great as long as they're not going back to the uh the mutants and the titans versions which i really was not a big fan of i really do hope they go back to basics and make more games in the style of this i really want to see what else they can add and how they can improve on the original formulas I also look out for a playthrough of the game on the cube command youtube channel we'll be probably splitting that up maybe one person does each game it's probably that's what we're thinking of doing but look out for that. Subscribe to the Cube Command YouTube channel, which is my Let's Play channel I do with my friends. Also subscribe to my personal YouTube channel, Tom Antio, this T-O-M-A-N-T-I-O, where I do gameplay, unboxings, and reviews. You can also listen to me, Tommy Savoya, on the Free Stuff Show, and also listen to the Cube Command podcast on Stitcher and iTunes and Blueberry. So this has been the Cube Command podcast. My name is Tommy Savoya, and I'll see you later.